0: Hello, Queen. You have a story to tell, and I want to help you tell it. Why? Because you matter. You are enough. You are loved, and you are worth it. I'm Tonya, best-selling author, coach, speaker, and realtor. We are all born, and ultimately, we will all eventually expire. And those are two dates that we have no control over. But that dash in the middle is ours to own. Up until a certain point in our lives, most of our story is written for us and colored by our experiences, the opinion of others, and our viewpoint of ourselves or lack thereof. But when we get a glimpse of who God actually created us to be, we no longer settle for less than his best for us. We don't just go through the motions or casually spend our time. Life becomes more intentional, focused, and we show up fully present, unapologetically and authentically as ourselves we start to write our own story from that point forward, positively impacting those around us and ensuring that we make our dash of life count. The journey of you is just that. It's your journey to purpose and how you are making your dash of life account. Being equipped to know who you are in Christ, empowered to embrace just being you, and encouraged to know that God's got you and you can walk in the plans he has for you. Here's your host, Tonya D. Venice. Hello, Journey of You community. I am so excited to introduce you today to Coach Bridget of In the Light Coaching. I cannot wait for you to hear her story and learn a little bit more about her journey and her search for purpose. So Coach Bridget, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, guys. um, I'm just so thankful to be here. Um, When Tonya um, invited me, I was like, yeah, definitely. Because if I have anything to talk about, it's the journey that I've been on and definitely want to gear it towards you and what you need on your journey, because we're here to help you. We're not here for us. We want to take what we've learned and um, just gear it towards what maybe you're trying to learn and focus on. And so that's our goal. That's what we want to do. And I, I have my own podcast and I love to um, encourage people and bring hope to them and, and bring light to their situation and what they're going through. So I'm just happy to be here and happy to share. So let's dive in.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of diving in, you know, let's dive right in. Tell us about, you know, your journey because now you are coaching and you're a podcaster. Did you always know like your purpose and how you were going to get there? How did you find that journey?
1: Yeah. So growing up, I was, I was actually raised in the church and that doesn't mean that I didn't have flaws and I didn't, you know, make mistakes. I definitely had those things happen whenever I was a teenager, you know, I was like, screw this stuff. I don't even know what we're learning here and what we're doing here. You know, what relationship, who am I talking to? Feels like my prayers are hitting the ceiling, right? Like who's this person that's supposed to be God and taking care of me? Cause I don't feel like any of this, right? And so you kind of get this idea in your head because that's you focusing on yourself. And so for a long time, I did my own thing. I made my own decisions. I went to work where I wanted to, I ate where I wanted to, I drove where I wanted to, I saw who I wanted to, Um, you know, and that led to a life that was not ideal. And I've had a pastor that has said that you know, we, if we do not follow the ways of the Lord, that we just cause destruction on ourselves. And he says it a little bit more eloquently than I just did. However, I can tell you that because of the decisions I made, it really did lead me to a life of destruction. And I was doing, um, I was drinking alcohol, having sex, doing drugs, um, not really major stuff, but it was still drugs. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. And so I found myself in this, hanging out with this group of people, And I was like, there's no way that this is all that life is, right? And then I found myself in a broken marriage. Um, My first husband was abusive. I had my first son in that marriage. And um, thankfully, it was a short-lived abusive situation. And I was able to get out. But it was a very traumatic occurrence that happened um, for me to be able to get out of that situation. I was actually in nursing school. I'm a registered nurse. And um, I started nursing school when my son was three and a half months old, which in and of itself is insane. That might tell you a little bit about me, (laughs) because I don't know too many people that have started nursing school with a three and a half month old. And Um, For the guys that listen, sorry, but I was breastfeeding and had a three and a half month old and it's like, and you're starting nursing school, like, could you add any more crazy, right? And so then by the probably the second, really into the second and then third semester of nursing school, I was like, there's something really wrong here. Um, with the marriage and the, and the circumstances I was living under. And so the problem was, is that he was addicted to drugs and alcohol and very abusive, had um, abusive anger um, issues. And so I found myself in a situation where I was constantly running. Okay, God, how am I going to get out of this? And by this time, you guys, I had wanted to get back into church because I had a son I was married. I had a son. Um, The guy that I married said, I I know God, I want to go to church, you know, all of the things. He told me all of the things I wanted to hear. And so um, we found ourselves going back to church, but it was it was already um, I don't ever like to say it was too late. I'm a very positive person. But for that circumstance, it really was. And so I found myself separated In nursing school, um, I really was a statistic at that point. And I was like, I don't want to be a statistic. God did not call me to be a statistic. And in my last semester of nursing school, I had, again, I had separated from my ex-husband and the last semester, I was actually talking to someone. I had been introduced with someone and that someone is actually my now husband. We've been together 13 years. So we'll talk about that a little bit, in just a second but we were talking and uh make a long story short I was uh, my ex-husband had absconded from the drug abuse resistance program that he was court ordered to kidnapped me from the college that I was attending did some pretty terrible things and eight hours later I was able to get away during that eight hours was the period where one I struggled. I was I was so angry at first and I was cursing at him. And I was like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I'm in nursing school. This is my last semester, you know, and then it got kind of scary. (laughs) Um, And then I, at one point I just bowed my head in the seat and uh, I, I don't even recall what was going on at the moment because I, it was just, it literally was like me and the Lord. And I bowed my head and I said, Lord, if you get me out of this, I will surrender my entire life to you forever, basically. And that's what I've done, you guys. And because I've surrendered and I have been obedient to what God has called me to. And now listen, I didn't always get it right. Okay. I didn't always get it right. I didn't always know that it was God talking to me, but eventually I learned how to hone in on those skills and those tools that other people were trying to teach me as I continued to go to church, as I surrounded myself with wise counsel, as I spoke to that wise counsel. And then God- I was fortunate enough for God to bring people into my life that offered free counsel, because I don't know about you, but if you're going to college and you have a newborn and you've been separated, you don't have a whole lot of money. And so <laughs> um, the, just the fact that God had such a hand on me and I knew at a certain point that he was doing great things, but I didn't see it prior to a sp- specific period of this journey that I had been on. And so I would say that after all of that, you know, there was just court hearings and depositions and just so much stuff. And I have people ask me now, you know, once they find out about my story and different things and they're like, how did you get through that? And I'm like, it was God. I mean, that is, there's no other, I know that might sound hoaxy to you. That might sound crazy to you, but I'm telling you there's no other explanation. Because mo- most people are like, you weren't taking anxiety medication, you weren't taking anxiety, med- you know, our depression medication, you weren't drinking, you weren't this, you weren't that. I'm like, no, actually, I wasn't doing any of that. Um, And so it was just. It was kind of miraculous in a sense, if you look at it. And I don't, I don't use that term lightly. I don't use it loosely either. I know that some people do, you know, they use the term, um, miracle, just like love. We use the term love in society. Like I love the sandwich and I love the outdoors, you know? Um, but in this situation, it really was like, it was just a, such a transformation for me. And God then led me into a place. Um, like I said, I have, uh, my husband Adam now, Uh, He is the captain in our fire department here locally, and he is an amazing man. And I say that he's the hero to so many, but he's really my hero, because had we not been talking that day that my ex did the things that he did to me and reported me missing, I might not be here today. And so he really, you know, was there for me and just took my son and me under his wing, so to speak, and just loved us and, and helped us and Uh, Really showed me that safety and security that I was looking for that I had never really received because growing up I had to endure, not myself, but I had to watch my mother endure abuse um, and drugs were around me when I was younger as well. And, And just a side note on that, I made those vows like I'll never marry someone like that, right? And which is what ended up happening, which then brings on the guilt and the shame that the enemy is like, Oh, let me douse you with that because that's what you need guilt and shame to carry around. And it took me years to overcome and to see my identity in Christ as he has called me and not what happened to me. And so that's what I help women do now. God has uh, given me the opportunity to be able to start my own community and help the women that have gone through the things that I've gone through and I'm helping them on their healing journey. And let me tell you, I am not done with my healing journey. I'm, I'm far from done. (laughs) Right. Right. Tonya. Like we're, you know, people think, Oh, you're doing this now. And Oh, you must have come so far. Yes, I have. But that doesn't mean that I'm done with, with what God, you know, if I'm still sucking breath on this planet, God is not done with me. And so I know that he has so much in store for me and I can't wait to see what he's going to do, but in the meantime, I'm just going to keep creating content and recording and loving on people and serving people. And hopefully it'll get me to where I'm supposed to be going, right? Um, and so, you know, that's that's a really kind of a short synopsis of of how I've gotten to where I am. And I will say this too, though, I'll add this because it was probably about 10 to 12 years ago when I just had this fire in my belly is the only other way to describe it that God wanted me to help, especially single women. And so what I did over the years was really help a single mom or a single woman that I I couldn't do it for many, but I could do it for that one person. And so what I did is I found myself, and my husband's so great, like I told you, that he's like, yeah, sure, babe, I'll help you do whatever. Yeah, (laughs) and so he's just super supportive, right? And he's like, yeah, I'll help you help this lady, sure. And so over the years, I've just done what I could for one person that I couldn't do for many. And now God has just given me the opportunity to build this community. Um, in a safe way and an online, um, approach where I can just love on the people that are coming in and I can be that light and that beacon for the many now. And that's one thing that, and all the things that has, I've been given to by just spending time with God. So in the light coaching was birthed out of spending time with God. He showed me Matthew 5, 16 to shine my light so that I can bring glory to him and point others to him. And, you know, so all of these things, the symbol of a lighthouse is in my logo because I am supposed to shine and be a beacon of help and and hope and healing for other people. And I'm like, wow. And trust me when I tell you that that feels like a really big responsibility and it's because it is and I don't take lightly what God has called me to do. And even now saying it out loud is really kind of scary. But I know. (laughs) I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, right? That some people say that beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know that, that that's what God has called me to do. And just to give me the opportunity he has is such a blessing. And I've already gotten testimonials from others and just been able to speak into the lives of the women around me. And it's It's such a blessing.
0: I love that. I love that. And I know how you talked about how we carry like the guilt and the shame. I know you talked, but you're still on your journey. Talk to us a little bit about how God was with you, but how you actually were able to get over that guilt and shame and not feel that you had to still be cloaked
1: in that. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, I think about, I just read this devotional with my six-year-old the other night. I think about the man that was by the, by the side of the road. I think it was in Jericho. I don't really remember. But anyway, I don't remember location, but I remember the story. That's what's important. (laughs) So Jesus was coming with a large crowd Mm -hmm. and the man was blind and he was calling out, son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And if if you know anything about the Jewish culture, they knew that the Messiah was supposed to be born of the lineage of King David. Mm -hmm. And so for him to call out son of David, that means he knew that he was the Messiah and he knew that he was coming. Coming to bring hope and healing. Right. And so I just love that he called out to him. And then the people were like, be quiet. He doesn't have time for you, you know, right. Like that's what people do to us. Be quiet. He doesn't have time for you. However, the Lord has time for you. And what I love in the story, my favorite part is reading that, that he threw off his cloak, right? Like the, the things that these beggars or are, are people that had issues, um, maladies and things, whenever they had these issues, whatever they had was like theirs, like their possession. And they wanted to hold on to it because that's all they had, because they had to be separated from everyone else because they were unclean or, you know, dignified or signified as unclean. And so for him to throw off what he had to run to Jesus, what a picture that is of that guilt and that shame just being thrown off and running to Jesus and going, take this away from me. I want the new life that you promised me. And I really think that when I had that revelation of who I was in Christ and I got re I rededicated and, and had, and I was baptized, like I was baptized as a kid. I had given my life to Christ as a kid, but it didn't really know what that meant until I was about, I think I was about. 27 or 28. And so my son was about two or three, we had started going to a new church. And I realized that I had not had a relationship with Jesus. I knew about Jesus. I'd given my life to Jesus, but I didn't really know it in my knower as I've had someone say, right. I've heard someone say, and so I knew it in, in, in my, like in the marrow of my bones at that point. And I was like, this has to be I have to seek after him. He's the one that will take away this guilt and this shame. And it says in his word that if we confess and he forgives us, he cast it out into the into the deepest parts of the ocean, right? And God does not remember it again. And so why do we think that we have to carry around this guilt and shame and remember it when God doesn't look at us like that? I've also read and heard it said that God looks at us when we've given our life to Christ. He looks at us through rose-colored lenses because the blood of Jesus has washed his lens. And so he sees us as the righteousness of Christ because we are in Christ Jesus. We are joint heirs with him. And so when he sees us that way, We don't have to carry the guilt and shame. And it really was something that I had to know. I had to search for it. I had to seek after it. I had to confess it. And I had to say it, God, no, mm -mm, no. When that memory came back, because the enemy was always trying to use someone or something to remind me that I was dirty and guilty and shameful. And I was like, no, I'm not. I am white as snow, I'm covered in the blood of Christ. And you have to say it out loud because our voice receptors overpower our thinking receptors in our brain. And so when we speak the word, no, the word says, no, the Lord says, no, God says, however you want to put it. But when we speak that out loud, it overpowers our brain to the point that it's like, it's like we have to change it. And if you study Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a fantastic neuroscientist and she teaches that we can we can change those um synaptic clefts in our brain. We can change those pathways to think those positive thoughts, to think those things that God the truth. Let's say it that way. To think about the truth that God has given us in his word. And so it was really when I started deep diving, Tonya, and I, I did studies on the names of God and what the names of God meant. And I and I prayed those, God, you are El Rai, you see me, you see me, and you see me as the righteousness of Christ. And so whenever I would pray those things, you're Yahweh, Rohi, you guide me and lead me, into ways of everlasting, not into ways of guilt and shame and destruction, right? That's not of the Lord. And so when we start gearing our mind and our brain and the things that we think about toward what God says, that that path of light, right? His word says in Psalm 119, 105, that his word is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. And so if we are following that light that God has given us, then there's no room for that guilt and shame to try to come in and piggyback on other things, right? And so I just had such a goal to be like, no, I am not gonna have those negative thoughts and those lies that the enemy's trying to put on me that he put on me for years for decades, you guys. And so for me, I was like, no, I'm going to be so purposeful and so intentional about what God says about me. Because if I don't, if I don't seek after that identity that Christ has given me, then I'm going to keep thinking I'm this other person that the enemy has labeled me with. And I didn't want that. And I wasn't going to stay that way.
0: I love that. I love that. And the thing that sticks out to me the most is how you talk about speaking that out, because it even says in God's word that hearing comes by the word of God, or we increase our faith by hearing his word. And so it's like, if you're speaking out God's truth and God's word, you can drown out all those other things. You don't have to carry that guilt and shame. I also love the parable story that you talked about and just throwing off that cloak, because Those Bible stories are in there for a reason to remind us of those things. We don't have to carry those things around and we can throw them off. And I just, the picture of that was like, oh my gosh, that's powerful. I love that so much. Coach Bridget, I know there are a lot of people that are listening and I'm sure are super inspired by your story. If they wanted to connect with you, what would be the best place for them to go?
1: Yeah. So my website is in the light coach.live and i like to say dot .live cuz i live for jesus not live it's not live it's living <laughs> <laughs> um and then you can find me on socials at in the light coaching i have instagram facebook and i'm on youtube as well but you'll find me on youtube as bridget lynch and so just connect with me any way you can and i do have a freebie on my website so you can go on there and it's actually tips on overcoming shame. And so imagine that, right? So we've talked about that a little bit um, and it's because it's so hard to kick those uh, you know, just negative thoughts out. And I just want you to have tools to be able to overcome these things that the enemy is trying to put on you day after day, year after year, decades. Right. And, and the other thing that people deal with a lot is fear, and I dealt with fear for over a decade. It crippled me. I thought that I had overcome it at a period in my life. And I was like, wait a second. I went to what I call a Holy Spirit boot camp. And I went um, because I knew I needed more freedom. I could not put my finger on it, Tonya on what it was. I was like, what is this? What is this that's keeping me held back and held down? And I realized it was fear. And that's a story for another time. I'd be happy to share it at another time. But because it is pretty long story. But I'm telling you, when I overcame fear that way, and and I just acquired some more tools, and that's the thing, you want spiritual tools in your tool belt. Because we um, in Ephesians 610, it talks about armoring ourselves right? With the with the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the word, the boots of peace. But then I'm like, there's something missing that tool belt you have to have you have the sword which is great but you might need some other tools right maybe you're too close for a sword you might need you know a little dagger I don't know but you know like really? let's get us some more tools in there so that we are really equipped to stand firm and fight against the enemy because he's using all that he has to come at us yep. all that he has every day to come at us every moment every situation why are we not fighting back with the power that resurrected Christ from the dead, right? Why are we not using that? If the enemy is using everything he's got, then I'm going to use everything I've got in the power in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to fight back. And I'm not going to let him stand in my way because he's done it for way too long.
0: (laughs) Amen. Amen. I love that. And Coach Bridget, what about the people who are out there right now that maybe that's where they're at? The enemy is throwing everything at them. And they're not sure which way to turn, what to do next. I would love if you would pray over our audience just to give them that equipment that they need and the tools they need to keep moving forward so that they can progress on their journey as well.
1: Yeah. And I would even say to friends that, you know, connect with Tonya, however you can connect with her, connect with me. You know, I'd be happy to walk alongside of you on your journey. I know Tonya would be too, but yes, I will certainly pray over you. And I know that there's power in prayer that our future is paved in prayer, that the enemy does not like to be around the presence of prayer because we use it in the name of Jesus. And so, um, Lord, we just come to you. We come to you with the power and the blood of Jesus. And I pray for anyone listening to the sound of my voice that they will be covered and they will be surrounded by your peace and your protection and your mercy, God, and your your people, your people that come into our lives to speak truth and love over us, God. And for anyone that is um, dealing with people that maybe aren't speaking that way to us, I pray that you will show them the way out, that you will help them to distance themselves and to surround themselves with a community of people that will love them and point them towards you, God. You are our shield. You are our fortress. And I pray that you will help Um, the, The friends that we have listening to just lean into you, God, and that your power will just overwhelm them to the point where they know that they can fight back and that the enemy does not have any hold on their lives, God, but that you are the author and finisher of our faith and you have created them for such a time as this, for with a purpose and a plan, God, you knew their name. You knew them long ago and you pick them out of eternity and you put them here on this planet for such a purpose. And you have created a plan for their lives, God. And I pray that you will show them the way that you will light their path and make it so clear that they cannot turn away from the path that you have for them. And I just pray for a supernatural strengthening and a supernatural overwhelm of just grace and love and peace over them god and that they will have the hope that is in jesus christ because he is the one that we need to turn to and and hold on to grab the end of his cloak throw off the old things and chase after him so that we can be fully engaged with him and have a relationship with him And I pray for those that maybe they don't know how to do that, God, but that you would show them how to seek after you and seek after a relationship with Jesus and that they will come to know you and that they will be set free from the things that the enemy is trying to put on their lives. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this word, for this message. We thank you for what you're doing, God. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Coach Bridget. We are so Happy to have you here today. And family, again, you can go to in inthelightcoaching.live to be able to connect with Coach Bridget. And we just want you to remember that this is your journey. It's your life. God is with you. And you don't have to do it alone. You can connect with me. You can connect with Coach Bridget. We would love to keep walking this journey with you together. So until next time, everyone, have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. I hope that you feel equipped empowered, and encouraged to just be you, authentically and unapologetically, no more merely just existing from day to day. It's time to get your joy back. It's time to remove the mask and uncover the real you. It's time to become who God created you to be and make your dash count. If you're ready to get unstuck and move forward in your God-given purpose, you can start right now. Today is the day head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash get unstuck, U-N-S-T-U-C-K, and begin your journey to just be you, be whole, and be free. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.